is an archived 30-Minute Worlds episode from our backlog, originally recorded December 10th, 1941. Uh, it is, of course, a relic of its time, and some of the more creative <laughs> views espoused by the hosts uh, are, we should remind you, of course, a relic of a time when the world was very different than it is today. And without further ado, 30-Minute World's classic Criterion Collection presents Episode 316. Hey, boys, I hear they're letting the Italians join the armed forces now. <laughs> I just Let's hope go. they can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down to the picture show and throw peanuts at them until they learn their lesson. <laughs> <laughs> now let's let's get back into the show, boys. First of all, uh, let's go over our rules. No broads, no absolutely broads no broads, zero this broads. This is a dudes rock only setting. Dames, broads, Oriental. What are all those? <laughs> hey. <laughs> all right, hey, cut. Here's a Walter, no, hold on, cut, cut. Wait, what? It, it was 1941. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. We, we, we can't play this. <laughs> We can't play this. That's right. That's right. Anti-Italian. That's okay. Anti-Polak. That's borderline. We're gonna lose our. Uh, we're gonna lose all of our money for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Be, <laughs> what, a, what a great life to get canceled for fifteen seconds of fake racism on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Main sponsor La, is the Sopranos Reddit. We'll never make it. La pasta yeah. nationale. Yeah, ironically yeah, are in the yeah, pocket the of the current government of China. sponsors of 30 Minute Worlds, the Gambino crime family, the Planters Peanut Corporation, and <laughs> don't bring the name up on the show. I don't want our listeners to know that a giant peanut with money controls the banks. Anywho. Don't worry, I censored it. I, I censored it. Yeah, Belvin is back after a long absence of a successful burgeoning comedy career. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that, Melvin. It's so successful, it never stops burgeoning, it feels like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just mm -hmm. been living in famous comedians' driveways. And one day yeah. they get in the car to do their, their drives. I give them moist towelettes um, and little snacks. And they, mm. they told me at some point I'd make it. And this has translated to financial gain for you? No. Um, I, I tried Louis C.K. first. And uh, that didn't go anywhere. It, it's a shame about old Bill Murray, because he, uh, he seemed like he was really panning out. He took money from uh, me. Yeah. Oh. That was he would buy loss. 40s and... <laughs> yeah, for cocaine in 40s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, brought, <laughs> you brought him Miller High Life 40s <laughs> by the hour. Mm, yeah. yeah, so yeah, my internship amazing. didn't go great, so I, I've returned in disgrace to the podcast. Oh, well, well, welcome back, brother. Glad to have you. It's been a minute, listeners. Uh, it's definitely not because we got, you know, scheduling fucked up or we got lazier. We stopped wanting Look, to record. Anytime there's a problem with the podcast, we want you guys to internalize it and think that you've done something wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's really, I think, the, the path that we as a company or corporation want to stress and emphasize. We're not at fault here. When you yeah. listen to our podcast, you 
are consenting to have signed a no-fault clause for late delivery of the podcast episodes. That's just how a lot of companies do business. You're you're also um and maybe uh you're also agreeing to buy a subscription to a magazine for uh the next the next three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, we're it's actually, actually being very sponsored by Cosmo now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to learn how to get the boys and lose weight? Mm. Yeah. Slate. At least it's not. You're also at fault legally for a lot of the stuff that we do. I mean, you would be surprised what they can nail you guys for. It's really artful what we've done. Yeah, uh, that comment I made earlier about Orientals, I am facing a $5 well, million that, dollar that, lawsuit. That was a recording from 1941. The hosts were completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and all of yeah, you are now yeah. at fault also. Yeah, that was your grandfather speaking. <laughs> uh, he had yeah. some salty opinions. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I really wish that I'd been there at the dawn of podcasts in the in the nineteen late nineteen thirties, early nineteen forties, yeah. where uh, podcasts alone helped uh, you know cow the threat of uh, of uh, a Nazi threat right. in, uh, in Europe. Ended the war and brought the economy back, baby. I mean, fireside yeah. yeah. chats like it was a podcast, right? Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. That's basically actually incredibly true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we we have the same cultural impact as FDR on <laughs> <laughs> the American community. And in case you've forgotten what the deal of our podcast is, us dipshits build a fantasy or sci-fi world in 30 minutes. One of our hosts is gonna be the lore lad who gets absolute creative control. And they will have to juggle three random prompt words to assist in the creation of this fantastical setting. The lore lad for today is our returning guest and host, Velvet. Hi. Welcome back. Wait. Don't Since when has he been a, a guest? I don't know. I flubbed that. We'll cut it out. No, Belvin we'll hasn't been on enough. I don't know. It, it, we, <laughs> we keep changing the criteria for host, so Belvin is actually technically to not a host of the Belvin. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> yeah. our longest running guest and friend of the pod, he's, Belvin. Look, oh, he's a dwarf host. We okay? They he's not he's not one of the major hosts. He's a dwarf host, like a dwarf planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Your well, words, gentlemen. Boyos, and my power is powerful guests. I would like to hear your words. I will use. Oh, should we introduce ourselves in case anybody has not listened to the pod before and this is their first episode? <laughs> if they're still <laughs> listening for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> uh, look, look, the our our twelve <laughs> listeners have forgotten who we are since we stopped producing content for approximately two or three months. Yes. Uh, Again, so, listener, your fault. Uh, when the world hey, is ravaged by that. climate change, this is the only form of media available to anybody to enjoy. I feel sorry for you people. <laughs> I had <Ben>. HBO. <laughs> you have this. My prompt word is going to be... Oh, I have trouble thinking of one. Uh, Glaive. Who's, whose prompt word? Whose Glaive. prompt word is this? Walter's. Walter's prompt word. It's yeah. me, Walter. Some would call him the protagonist of the show. Wrong. Uh, some would, some okay, would be wrong. Uh, uh, I, Dan, uh, the real protagonist of the show, uh, my oh. word is uh, spirit. 
Have we not used spirit before? I actually, guarantee you, I don't think actually we have. I don't think we've used spirit it's before. We've used on those things is straightforward. But enough, spirit can mean a couple things, so I'm going to leave it up to your sure creative spirit. discretion. Right. Spirit's oh. a very flexible word. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, main character. Yeah, you're you're welcome for that. Desmond? Uh and I am Chessman, the person without whom this uh, podcast would never happen. And in fact, often it doesn't happen because of you. Uh, yeah, that, that's because true. Of me. <laughs> Give it, take it away. Uh, my word is smooth. Uh, the the hit song smooth, by Santana, the Spirit Glaive. Uh, smooth Spirit Glaive. Can you plug yeah. like the the Santana song in here? Smooth uh, Spirit Glaive is my favorite jam band song. Okay, Jerry Garcia love that. We have Glaive, which is a weapon, a pole arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pole yeah. Pole arm, close to the goose arm, but not the goose arm. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no bill hook involved. It's just a glaive. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we have spirit, which can mean you know, vigor. Uh, it can mean a, an essence, like a soul. Mm-hmm. Life force. Or it can be a type of alcohol. It can be a type of alcohol as well. Alcohol, great point. A, a liqueur. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the third one? Oh, and someone said smooth for some <laughs> oh, I reason. Think, I think you know. <laughs> Oh, so there's a, a river word. of alcohol where a stone gets smoothed out to the perfect shape for the the world-ending glaive that you use to pierce the heavens. And uh, this is the Final I, Fantasy 15 I do plot. Like, I oh. do like the idea of a glaive that if it's ever swung, ends all life on Earth. <laughs> and it's been swung like ten times. And people have to <laughs> <laughs> piece together the mythology of it. No, that's fun. Yeah, there's n- there's a history yeah. to this world where there are periodic apocalypse die because some idiot mm-hmm. picks up the glaive. All the prophecies tell you not to do. Yeah, uh-huh. the soul shattering spear. The safest thing is to stop talking about it after a while. I would think. Well, no, okay, because there's a few things you could, okay. So either nobody knows what it is because everyone died who knows what it is. And someone picks it up, it's like, cool sword, and swings it and kills everybody. I guarantee everybody. you a few apocalypses were started because of that exact... Yeah, yeah, yeah I guarantee you yeah. there were a few oopsies in there. Yeah. I made it as a joke, the the river of liquor thing. But the smooth, right, what if when you swing the glaive, it causes, like, um, like seismic activities and, like, tsunamis, like, ravage the earth. And it yeah. fucking cleanses all the shit off. And it gets, yeah. it gets real flat. You know, like a baby's bottom. Yeah, that's exactly the metaphor that I was going for, but didn't want to say. Like, yeah. What if the glaive has the spirit of the apocalypse in it, like as a sentient being? Okay, that's kind of fun. that's just. A, um, why would yeah. he live in the glaive? I think he's escaping from another world where they figured out what he was. Uh, and people were like, "If we kill you, our world doesn't necessarily have to end." And he's like, "Well." Time to get the fuck out of here. Okay, so a okay. fugitive spirit of apocalypse from another world uh, was somehow trapped in the weapon, the glaive. Somehow. Right. The end glaive. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, oh. Well, the classic for trapping... The classic, of course, for trapping an evil spirit in a weapon is that as your final act to uh, kill it, you 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 aren't able, aren't able to, like, kill it because it's a 
immortal spirit, you trap it inside of the weapon. Right. right? The, the hero has to do it. Right. Yeah. The hero from this other planet. Well, what if it doesn't end the entire world? Like, what if it's something exploitable? Like, what if it's like a reset button, geographically speaking? Mm. Um, like, it, it wipes out oh, the yeah. land. It could trigger, like, a natural sort of, like, weather phenomenon or, like, a geological phenomenon that, like, I think causes it could, the destruction. safest thing to do like, would be to trigger continental shelf shifts. Right. And that would probably, in olden times, kill everybody. In modern times, maybe not everybody. Some people might still survive that. Uh, so he's like an Earth spirit. I don't know. I mean, it could be that, I, I guess. I, well, I do like the idea that if you, wherever you swing, however you swing this uh, this bla this glaive, it like like if you were to just swing it horizontally, it would lay the entire landscape low in front of you. Yeah, that's or cool like a, shit. a whole mountain yeah. range mm. would spring up in front of you. Right, like you like, yeah. You it's can almost, like it's like a paintbrush almost. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. I and, also like. Oh, go on, Dan. Uh, I mean, it could like um, if it's like a paintbrush when you cast a stroke, it may not even be just like the physical damage to the environment that kills people, right? Like, it might actually literally like leech people, like out of their physical bodies and into this apocalyptic spirit. It definitely oh, strips God. the souls of anything in its path when it's swung. It definitely fucks yeah. up what if there are multiple and kills people from vast distances. I'm sure this has been done, but I can't think of a property that I'm actually ripping off right now. The glaive is one of the architect's tools, and there mm. are multiple sure. like paintbrush-esque... I see, I see, but the glaive mm -hmm. is the eraser, okay. and mm -hmm. it got left behind uh, on Earth. No. <laughs> Maybe the eraser, and there might be some other ones. Like maybe there is a paintbrush one that creates. Yes. Um, maybe, yeah, yeah. It could be another. Yeah, well, you know, like how painters they have the they have a metal like a scrape, like um, a chisel, right? That you like you yeah. scrape your paint with to create that kind of layered effect. Oh yeah. Or to smooth shit out to smooth out reality. Yeah, yeah. It's a canvas knife. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's kind of what it's function is somehow it ended up here on earth it might not be the spirit of the apocalypse we don't have to roll with that i think it's interesting if we have this ancient relic that's very powerful and very magical but the setting thus far could be science fiction actually that revolves around an ancient medieval relic uh and the world has progressed to such an extent that they know about the glaive and are trying to prevent it from destroying everything that they've ever built well, it's mm. a great holy weapon, right? It can destroy their civilization if they don't contain it. Um, mm -hmm. So, all right, we have sort of the bones of this, right? We have this world oriented around this weapon. Right, I mean, what if we think about it in terms of eras? Like, uh -huh. there's sort of a reset button at the end of each era where someone gets a oh, hold yeah. of the glaive. <laughs> Some right. kid fucking grabs <laughs> The, and and the, the way that these layered, yeah. the way that these layered apocalypses usually work, right, is they're separated by vast dis distances of time. And nobody knows what happened in the last era. What if we shortened it here? And like the, this mm -hmm. reset happens 
generationally almost, or every other generation. So yeah, it's just there are people that are alive. People just want it. Yeah. There, yeah, there are people that have lived through multiple resets mm-hmm. sometimes, and they know oh, what damn. could happen. So there's this scrabble. Like, civilization is destroyed. It rebuilds itself to the point where there's this scrabble to control the glaive because it can make you the king or the god or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. So if, if the glaive actually just destroys everything, then that's not realistic. But if the glaive destroys things right. and then reconstitutes things in a new way... I think it just, I think it flattens shit. It basically does destroy what gets built up. It's kind of like a reset, right? The way that I was looking at it is it either flattens everything or it can create like geological changes. Like it can raise a mountain range out of nothing and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it's It's a weapon of mass change, right? Like it is capable of literally ruining someone's in entire ruining entire ecosystems at like a stroke and and, and that's that's well, like you can, you can destroy the farmlands with like one swing what if it reconstitutes matter in a way that draws on the wielder um hmm. and maybe it can be conscious or maybe a subconscious maybe it it is sensitive to what's wrong with you like your fears your neuroses uh-huh. etc and then when th- the matter reforms as you, you know, swing that reset button wave, um, it mm-hmm. just reflects you writ large. Like you have been rendered in a scar across the mm-hmm. continent. Uh-huh. Wh- so if you swing the is- wave, it would result in a field full of talking dogs, basically would be. <laughs> it is more <laughs> interesting Instead of having it be an artifact of geological change, it'd be an artifact of of matter change. So if somebody with a great avarice for gold swung the the uh, the glaive, it would destroy a bunch of shit, but it would create a new field of gold field like mine. Yeah, I like to mm-hmm. I would like to say, though, that the glaive is powerful enough to destroy pretty much the whole world in one swing, even if you don't intend for it. So if you try to change one thing with it. I think the unseen effects of the glaive from that point that you struck, they do ripple out and they do circle around the world multiple times. And eventually the world gets caught up with that. Uh, That's maybe, maybe. I, I don't, I don't like it. If a single glaive swing destroys the world, I like the ripple thing because it creates layers of interesting phenomena. I don't like uh-huh. you swing it. Everything goes back to zero. Yeah. I think that's if we're boring. talking, yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. So if we're just talking about wave reconstituting matter in an image that draws on the wielder, um, I, I, I land, like, take a continent on this world um, where the glaive has been swung three times in the past 100 years, once by like a really insecure prince, let's say, um, so everyone gets small. <laughs> um, yeah, the, ma- the manlet king. <laughs> yeah, like uh. that. everyone becomes a bit, like his idea of a beta or something. I like the idea of a world that's like a griefed Minecraft server. Yeah, that's what this world is. It's yeah, yeah, it, it really, really is. is. Yeah. There was one guy who's like, I love flying islands, and then the next person who swung the glaive was like, I fucking hate flying islands. <laughs> like just. Like nine tenths of them went away. I really want airships, and he creates by swiping this glaive all these deposits of this mineral that you can use to float matter. And then the other guy's like, "This is stupid." 
and he wipes it away, but there's still that shit is still in the world in places. It doesn't totally yeah. go away. I right. also like to think that if the world's been changed so rapidly so many times, certain cultures wouldn't even know what the glaive is before they got wiped out by it. Uh, and they would have insane mythologies as to mm-hmm. why this is happening because they, they aren't aware of the common sense solution that it's a magical pole arm uh, that changes reality. That's doing all of it. Yeah, that's that has inside of it imprisoned an otherworldly. Idolan, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of. What about demon-esque a culture that they yeah, they have Eidolon, embraced yeah. the idea of change, where the to survive in this world, instead of dedicating themselves ever to a singular craft or trade, they prioritize flexibility above everything else, like. If you do a single job for more than a season, you're looked down upon. No. So it's a it's a culture of people that constantly change what they're doing, basically. Sure, and I guess it also kind of be like in medieval times after the Black Plague, where there's kind of like a live like there's no tomorrow vibe. Well, there's demand for labor all the time because whoever's alive has shit they need done. Like, which is what happened after the Black yeah. Plague. Um. Okay, so... Griefer world. We've created Griefer world. Um, right. Are there organized powers that fight for the glaive? That probably happened. Like, I keep- think that they oh, exist, definitely. But, but they're oh, not yeah. like cultures or whole nations. They're more like societies that are small scale enough they can persist through these shifts. Because they know how to hide themselves. Right. And sometimes and then, they just like die off because they all got hit by a glaive swipe. Or they their mountain hideaway literally falls on top of them. Right. Yeah. There's like a tribe of like Yeah. Like the Hashashin and like, well, we, in our next cycle yeah. we will claim the glaive and wipe the world clean. What if there's uh, a group of people I like this idea. They try to mm-hmm. pick the they're trying to establish the most permanent society possible. And so they're trying to pick or scout out uh, where the glaive is to get the furthest away from it uh, at all times. And then also to have an environment that's like the most stable. So like inside of like a mountain uh, that's open topped. So the top can't mm-hmm. fall in on them. Uh, yeah. And they yeah, probably have gatherers caldera. who go you're, out yeah. and grab stuff. Yeah. No farming at all. Past. No, I, I think they mm-hmm. would like they, they grab stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if there's temporarily airship material, if it's a caldera, I like the idea of like terraced farming along the ridge of like this hollow mountain they're in. Yeah, like it's very utilitarian. Um, that's they cool. go out and gather ancient texts on like technology, how to like make shit. Uh, they're studying old alphabets, mm-hmm. and, and they're traveling. They also they always have like um, like a. People like uh, travelers that have gone into the world at large, like traveled a- a- across, like around the globe to I keep track of where the glaive is and to not tell anyone where it is. Because telling people the dangers of it is is almost as bad here's as what, not telling them anything I think, at all. Actually, they don't they could know where the glaive is if the caldera could move. And if it were atop something that levitated, either technologically or magically, uh, it's a land. Oh, so it's, they can run away from it. <laughs> yeah, they're a hiding mm. hole race. 
And that way, too, they're always prepared for a changing environment because they encounter it every day. Uh, and their scouts have to rendezvous with where this place is going to be. Every time someone leaves this place, too, just due to how the world is, there's no guarantee it's going to be where it says it's going to be when it comes back. I like that yeah. idea. I think it's interesting if, like, yeah. so there was a cycle that created floating islands, right? And this group of people took advantage of that and were like, let's create an actual structure for ourselves that we can use to ride all this out. Yeah. And it is that vault. They, they hoisted a mountain, a caldera, into the air that they could yeah. use to persist as a society on. Originally, um, they lifted it up really, really high, but they're like, we... Mm-hmm can't physically breathe up here. We need to go down a bit lower. Yeah. So they're hovering kind of above the ground. So it's not stupid high. No, it's not. It's not. And it's far away from wherever this bullshit glaive is. I like that. I think that's an interesting, like, um, they could do, be not called, to get too mole people with it, but, yeah. uh, they could yeah. be called like housers because they're the only race that's like actually capable now of like building houses and having them not <laughs> be destroyed by the glaive. Another another world building thought. Maybe there's one continent that's sort of Europe esque in that there were lots of kingdoms and lots of history there before the glaive arrived. Uh-huh. Um and of course mm-hmm. now it's got glaive scars all over. Um but they still try to keep mm-hmm. some continuity. So there's sort of like the shells of what these nations used to be. Um yeah. and they try to fight over the glaive, but they're bad at <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. It's neat to think of the idea of on that continent there being almost like bunker-like systems of castles mm-hmm. where they have generations of feudal monarchies that still feud against one mm-hmm. another, even though they don't really have any power projection at that point. Oh Yeah, because I think we were talking about, we were alluding to this idea of swinging the glaive, but we were also talking about how maybe sometimes it doesn't uh, cause like huge like world rending change and i think there is this sort of um this sort of escalation that happens whenever someone finds the glaive is that when they start out with it it's doing it's making small changes right and as they sort of as they build up and they get confidence in what in what they can do and what they believe it can do eventually they swing it and it causes this horror this world rending thing and consumes them in the process so I think like yeah. this feudal in this uh in this feudal land uh there would be people who maybe when they got the glaive it changed hands all, for a while without anybody actually thinking about uh like they were just th- using it as a tool of a simple tool of war. That's interesting. And my um, conception of just, the glaive is that it's so absurdly powerful that just one swing will send it like a mm-hmm. reality ripple down but if you're making like if you hold it practically still and you move it down like a centimeter and then a centimeter to the right as you kind of visualize what you want, I think that's how people have been handling it uh, when they've been first starting out, oh, right? Because they know what it can do. <laughs> yeah, the well, it's based scientists. On, <laughs> it's, it's based on your vision, right? It's based on the scale yeah. and power of your spirit and your vision for what you want to do with it. If you just yeah. want to make a world that's more like verdant and can grow more crops or something, that's different. Like if you have a, a designed, clear mission for it, you can maybe do something more precise with it. If you just want to yeah. fuck some other kingdom up, you're just going to wipe shit out. Well, what if here's so, the thing? Yeah. 
what if the glaive can't like change how people behave? It can change the landscape and it can mm-hmm. and so the worst so if the glaive like encounters something it can't change that's at odds with its directive, that thing gets destroyed. So okay. if a a lot of these like apocalyptic events that we don't really know what happened, they could have been people trying to change society itself. To make it more no. equitable, no. So I, I think of the glaive in terms of conservation of matter. Well, my 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 um my problem with that is just the fact that if someone picked up that glaive, the moment someone swung it, when was like, I wish for world peace, everyone on the planet's dead immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, well, how about this? So you know how in Dune, if a laser gun hits a shield, it causes like a nuclear bomb to go off. What if there are individuals in the world that are like ordained by fate or there are artifacts of extreme power that if the glaive encounters them, it causes extreme change in the area around it outside of what's intended. Yeah. Other creators tools, other other. Other tools that are or relics of the creators erase the paintbrush, you know, right. And if you try to, it just causes an extraordinary amount of devastation but it doesn't actually affect like if it's like a bunker that these gods have created. Right. Because it sounds like we're going more sci fi than fantasy here. And you try to erase it with the glaive. Everything around it for like 100 miles is just fucking gone. But that remains. There's like these I points of is, constancy. I think this is very fantasy. I mean, it's it's science fiction. This it's is science pure fantasy. It's so far to me. I mean, I don't know. We've We've talked about like. It's Star Wars, which is, it is fantasy, Star Wars. It's, yeah, which yeah. is pure fantasy. Okay, well, with a sci-fi skin, yeah. There's, there's no science in it's it. It's space well, we fantasy. Any spacefaring sure. at all? I think that would kind of break the reality. Right, <laughs> but it yeah. scans like a world that's been colonized and messed with by powers that are way above whatever it is. That's the and thing that's with the tools here. Yeah, the the people who left the glaive here, they may not have been creators of the world. They might not have been well intentioned. They might genuinely have just wanted to see what we would do with it uh, to fucking do, <laughs> do that shit. You know, I'm with Walt on the they, they scan more like meddlers to me than. Art. Yeah, it's not a helpful tool. Uh, even if the gods, the most benevolent gods were to wield it. You know, who were perfect in intent and spirit, it would fuck up a lot of shit and they wouldn't use it really. It it's no it's actually it's a very useful and helpful tool if you're using it for what it was intended for, which is uh provoking geological change to prepare a planet for um colonization. Here we right, go. But I, it, maybe as humans or whatever the equivalent are in this world, they're, they're too fallible. Um and so their desires mm. and their worries and their wants feeds into the the glaives effects. Yeah. In the Screefer world. It's a shame. Yeah. Damn. It do be all about that glaive. How does smooth fit into this? We've said it smooths <laughs> stuff out, but we should touch on that briefly. Well, um uh we are we are we kinda getting to the end of this? Are we we got think? enough time we... for you to explain your prompt word. I exactly enough time? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, the way when what's how smooth factors into this. Is that we are now we we get to the last uh one of the one of the latest eras, and someone swings the glaive, 
and everyone turns bald. Um, everyone turns into okay. that I have an idea for yeah. another faction. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> for a non-meme suggestion. <laughs> Dan, tell us your idea. All right. So we've got like two established sort of factions, right? We have like the savers, like the people in their floating caldera. And then we have like the old Europe kind of thing. What if there's an old world empire that a vestige has existed of from the beginning of this cycle of destruction and rebirth? And they have... The imperial lineage of this empire, they have a shard of the glaive, like like a shiv or yeah, a knife. Interesting. It's very mild in terms of power, but it's still powerful. Uh-huh. And they have they have repeatedly used this as a rallying cry to create a new empire and try to claim the glaive and conquer this planet that they're on. In this mm-hmm. constant cycle of uh a new dynasty rising to power using the shard and of the, the glaive. Has, and then what, like a 10th of the power of the glaive or it's like more. Even like a 20th, like it's, it's mild. It's, it's by the standards of the weaponry on this planet. It's amazing. By the standards of the glaive, it's not very impressive. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a rallying yeah, it, cry, right? Cause it's and like, maybe with the rally ripples yeah. from it, they can maybe, maybe on their continent, they built some really cool stuff. It may be mm-hmm. every time the glaive is used, the shard changes in terms of what it can oh, do. Oh, like it echoes the current glaive power? Like, w- the one we talked about before was the guy Midasing yeah. a field. What if it became a thing where, like, you could use, it becomes gold and you can use it to create gold by, like, yeah, touching it? Yeah, no, that makes it. a lot of sense. It, it just does whatever daddy glaive does, but in the more magical form. It's a super powerful fragment of a super powerful magic item, and it, there's an entire imperial dynasty centered around control of it. And trying to make an empire to claim the actual glaive. And just imagine the havoc that it would cause if you could turn anyone ball <laughs> at a single swipe. God damn it. Or give anyone a shit. luscious mane of hair. <laughs> it can't create. It can only... <laughs> I it, can only actually. it can only smooth. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a bald guy who, because he can't give himself hair with the glaive because it would kill him. Uh, he instead removes everyone else's hair. It would kill him to give himself hair? He, swing yes. the glaive at yourself. <laughs> swing the glaive at yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. It definitely consumes part of your soul. But what uh, if like, you just it, like, disappear? Yeah. You get one swing of the glaive, and then you're gonzo. And then uh, it, the glaive, the yeah, glaive, is the glaive taking sucks your essence, you up. Spread it out in its giant arc and swing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you become the world. Yeah, like you are you become spread the change. out into whatever glaive effects, glavening. Yeah, happen. Damn. There's probably I really like this. A, uh, really apocalyptic continent, the Australia of this world. <laughs> Australia always gets it in our podcast. <laughs> they got golfed on. <laughs> to uh, be clear, they deserve it. They deserve yeah. it. <laughs> like an actual, like terrible. Evil, mentally ill soul uh, took up the glaive and swung, and it's just like hellscape. Yeah, it's really yeah, bad. I think that exists. The, the the animals there are really big. Maybe a really bad prince all, from that empire got his hands on it. And he swung, but he was like oh, a yeah. real Habsburg motherfucker. And <laughs> I think it'd yeah. be cool if there were a continent of dinosaurs. 
<laughs> yeah, and a, an eight-year-old like Minecraft dinosaurs. player. <laughs> 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 He's got god mode. He's just spawning shit yeah, in. No, I, I think at some point a child would swing the glaze. <laughs> that would happen. Stop! Let Let me go! go. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's our show. Yeah, Walt like has this to leave, episode, so he's ending the episode. That's, that is what's happening. You can subscribe <laughs> to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every other Saturday. If you want, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes and share us with all your world-building friends. It really helps us out. Our artist, courtesy the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lorelads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world. Movie.